It's Wednesday, October 26, 2022. Welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Esri. If this is your guys' first time listening to the show, welcome. This podcast is free and available on all major podcast recording platforms with podcasts coming out four to five days per week. Today's podcast is going to have a standard around the world section. I have a new uh, section for the Mariners as well. We're going to be doing a player spotlight covering positions position by by position player by player how they performed how they uh you know how they dictated and helped uh you know carve this season into what it was if you guys enjoy the content i bring to you today as well as ones inside the in, in the past as well as the foreseeable future please do me a huge favor and subscribe to this podcast that would help me out a ton thank you for taking the time out of your busy work day on this happy hump day of wednesday we have breaking news to the to the podcast. Robert Quinn has been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth round draft pick. The rich just get richer. Philadelphia, it is the city of brotherly love, the city of sandwiches, and currently some really damn good sports right now. The Eagles undefeated with Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, the whole crew, Darius Big Play Slay. The Eagles are playing phenomenal football right now. Uh, Howie uh, Roseman, their 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 GM, is absolutely the slinging deals. Uh, the reason why the value for Robert Quinn was only a fourth round pick was because of the money he is due for the remainder of not this year, but for the rest of his contract. So be curious to see what becomes of that, whether or not they're able to bend a couple, uh, bend a couple, uh, you know, dots and I's cross, cross a couple T's and see what, what becomes of it. Reports out of Denver believe that Nathaniel Hackett is coaching for his job this week. Denver will face off against Jacksonville in London. Uh, some reports this morning came out about Russell Wilson. Uh, literally doing high knees on the plane uh, while everybody else is sleeping. I don't know why you'd be doing high knees when you have a slightly torn hamstring and a lap muscle. Not that a tor- you know a high knee has much to do with uh, the, the lap muscle. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a uh, PT person. I don't know human anatomy very well. But what I can tell you is that if you're hurting and you have a long flight and you're going to be playing in London where your your time difference and your schedule is going to be different, I mean, obviously, they're going to do their best to try and keep it as similar as they can. But facts are facts that the Denver Broncos are directly in the crosshairs of the NFL world right now. If they lose this game to Jacksonville, they will fall 2-6. and six Six on on the season. Uh, they have a bye week next week. I do I do believe, and they have the strongest second half strength of schedule there is in football. They have to play the Chiefs twice. They have the Chargers once. They have the Raiders once. Um, I believe they have the Bills once. They have the Rams once, and then they have the uh, it's the uh, obviously they have the Jags this time, and they have the Panthers. Those are like the two more you know nicer you could call them or easier games. Uh, there's not really an easy game to win in the NFL. We all know that, but Denver finally themselves in a very very uh dis dis uh disven- disadvantageous excuse me situation uh busting up the words for you guys today um yeah i just i feel bad for hackett i feel bad for denver fans i have made it very clear i do not feel bad for, for russell wilson i will not feel bad for russell wilson strictly based upon the fact this is what russell wanted he wanted a new start he wanted to be a face of of, of a franchise he wanted to be at the table you think that you know t- touching on this real real quick i know i'm bouncing around a little bit for you guys today 
but this is a valid question. Do you honestly think the, that the Denver Broncos are sitting down with Russell Wilson when they're having these conversations about trade stuff? Do you think they actually want to include him or want to hear his voice or his opinion about should we trade Jerry Judy to Green Bay? Should we trade Ken Hamler? I'm sure he probably wouldn't mind Ken Hamler because he's, he's throwing a fit. I, I don't blame him. Uh, Bradley Chubb's been a name of conversation lately. There is so many conversations circling around Denver and uh, I will be listening to Mark Schlereth on Wyman and Bob today to hear his breakdown of last week's game. Seeing what was anything different between Brett Ripien, uh, Ripien, excuse me, I don't know how to, spell, uh, how to uh, say his last name. I know it's like R-Y-P-I-E-N or R, yeah, something along those lines. Anyways, Denver is in a bad spot. Um, everybody knows it. It's not a good look. Um, new ownership, new coach, new quarterback, new coaching. It's brand new all the way from the top to the bottom, and I would not be surprised if they lose this game. Um, Jacksonville does have a pretty decent defense. They're not the greatest. They're not the best in the world. They're about middle of the pack. Um, Caleb Vaughn, Chase on Josh Allen. They have plenty of, go- of good players over there, so we'll be curious to see what happens with that. I will keep my eye on that for you guys. AJ Green has been a name popping up in multiple trade conversations as well this week with the Green Bay Packers directly linked to him or heavily involved. Aaron Rodgers has made plenty of conversation this week or in the last few weeks, excuse me, uh, talking about the lack of wide wide receivers and how he doesn't have much of any help, something like that. But here's the ultimate conversation at the very end of the day for Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, somebody I talked to somebody about this today. At the moment Aaron Rodgers throws two or two interceptions, he just throws it inside the proverbial tank. You see it almost every time, every year. You get him flustered, you get him mad, you get him off schedule. It takes either an act of God. He has one of the best arms in football. I'm not going to take his physical skill set away, but you know, he's just been such a weird wild card, faking his his immunization status. And then uh, the, his new girlfriend blew of earth. And then last year, you know, he's, or this offseason, he's talking about smoking ayahuasca for whatever the hell it is. I know it's some, some psychedelic stuff, whatever. Not my circus, not my monkey. But, um, and then he has like, you know, the clay or the charcoal treatment last season uh, with, uh, with, with Miss Woodley. Um, this Aaron, you know what? I miss the days of when Aaron Rodgers was Aaron bleeping Rodgers. He had a grizzly beard. His hair was short. Uh, he was precise. He was dominant. He didn't make mistakes. He read defenses like a like an encyclopedia. Nothing was too big for him. And ever since he lost uh, Mr. Devontae Adams, there ain't Jack Diddley squat to speak of for offense besides for Aaron Jones in, in Green Bay. Um, they do still have Allen. Uh, What's the, uh, I can't think of his last name, but I'll get there eventually. Um, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, um, Robert Tanyan. They have plenty of players, right? AJ Dillon. But if I'm Matt LeFleur, as Stephen A likes to say, um, I am, my ass is on the hot seat. I'll put it frankly flat out for you guys if green bay does not win this game this week they are on the like on the brink of having a coaching change you know you have had so many good players such a a wealth of talent preston smith uh the other smith on defense you have um kenny clark Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, they have ballers, but they can't figure it out. And Aaron Rodgers, you're not helping. You're hurting this. So how about you be a good team player, Aaron, and shut your mouth. 
like you haven't been able to do for years. Don't go on the Pat McAfee, your buddy Pat McAfee show. They have Ian Rappaport, all the other guys. Brock Heward jumps on there and everybody else. They have plenty of people, Aaron. Stay off the damn radio. Stay off the damn podcast. Stay off the damn shows. Do your job for once in the last three years because Green Bay fans are getting fleeced with their money for paying for this kind of a quarterback. Quite frankly, if I'm Matt LeFleur, I am quite, I am looking Aaron Rodgers in the face and saying, I don't care if we paid you all this money. If you're not better than, than Jordan Love, we're going to start Jordan Love. Do what Seahawks did. Kick rocks, Aaron Rodgers. I, that's what I'm saying. Trade Aaron Rodgers. Trade him. Send him to Indianapolis. Have him teach Sam Ellinger. I don't care. But this is a fact. Green Bay Packers are bad. They are not much of anything better than, than the Bears. And he's owned the Chicago Bears of the frozen tundra for years. Nobody cares, Aaron. I'm so sick and tired of every freaking week. I hear something about Aaron Rodgers this, Aaron Rodgers that, Pat McAfee show with this. It's like, how about you just shut up and be like Gino? And just say, hey, guys, I need to be better. I need to step my game up. It's very simple, Aaron. And figure it out and pull your head out of your you-know-what. Zeke Elliott uh, has mispracticed this week with a knee sprain. Expect Tony Pollard to get more reps this week. Report just came out about 25 minutes ago. Mac Jones will be officially named the starter for the New England Patriots this week. Bailey Zappi will be number two on the depth chart. That could be subject to change. If Mac Jones struggles, you're probably going to see Zappi out there again. But Bill Belichick finally just came out. Pretty much the latest he could and said who's going to be starting for him this week. Adam Wainwright, pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals, has uh, elected to return for his 2023 season in St. Louis. Reports also that Nolan Arenado, their star third baseman from that they got in a trade from the Colorado Rockies a few years ago, he has an option to opt out in this year of his contract to become an unrestricted free agent. He will have five days after the World Series concludes to make that choice. Miami Marlins hired Cardinals bench coach Skip Schumacher as its new manager over Don for uh, replacing Don Mattingly, who was there last year. Be curious to see what ends up be becoming of that. But uh, the, the Cardinals have been the uh, main part of news, obviously, with Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, Albert, Albert Pujols, and then now Nolan Arenado. They have plenty of work to do in this upcoming offseason. Mariners, I have a fun fact for you, two, two fun facts for you guys today. And then we're going to start a new segment on here with it was called the Player Spotlight. I'll be doing player spotlights uh, a couple days a week, and then I'll be mixing in with that also a free agency uh, breakdown position by position of needs for your Seattle Mariners. Fun fact for you guys, the Mariners pitching staff registered 1,391 strikeouts in 2022, setting a franchise record. Their ERA was 8th best in baseball. They did have an issue with slugging this season. A lot of that, unfortunately, had to do with the amount of home runs Robbie Ray allowed this season. He was number 2 in all of baseball uh, behind Josiah Gray of the Washington Nationals for how many total home runs allowed during the regular season. Our player spotlight today is going to be Ty Viva La France, France. Ty France this last season, not a bad season on, on metrics, rise or on stats, excuse me. 274 average, 20 dingers, 27 doubles, 83 ribbies, drawing 35 walks with an OPS of 774. Now, for most people, these stats, you know, obviously the home runs, the average, the walks, everybody knows this, right? The OPS, for those of who are not uh, up to up to date with, it, with this kind of stuff, it is on base percentage plus slugging. They just add up your numbers. That's how you get OPS. 
Ty France, this is really a uh, a tale of two halves, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. But I want to talk about the first half of the season first for Ty France. First half of the season, Ty France really carried this ball club, put him on his thick, broad shoulders. He hit well over 300 going into the All-Star break. Unfortunately, though, he was pushed out of the starting role by Vlad Jr. because all of Canada wanted to see their 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 king, Vlad Jr., get into the get into the All-Star game. His overall metrics at first base for defense what was better than Vlad. He had a better average than, than Vlad. Vlad did have a considerable more home runs, but Ty France's batting average was well over 300, and it was a bummer that he was only able to be there as a as a injury re, 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 uh, replacement. Excuse me. Throughout his, his career, Ty France has posted a two. 70-ish uh, average career throughout his time. Does this mean that Ty France will become or stay a 270-ish hitter for, for his time in Seattle? Can it can it be better? Will it be worse? It's kind of a TBD. It's kind of a crappy answer for, for you guys, but it's just kind of a wait-and-see game. Ty France was so good at the beginning of the season. You know, when he got hurt on that poor, poor throw by Abraham Toro, which I'll get into here in a second. Um, it was a crushing moment for, for, for Mariners fans. We were not in a great place mentally. Uh, Mariners community was way down inside the uh, proverbial doldrums. It's not what you want to see. But Ty France is a very capable hitter. He has a beautiful swing. He has good plate coverage. He just needs to stick to what makes him best and what makes him Ty France. This fortunately though, the second half for Ty France was god awful. I'm not going to put it any, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not putting any powdered cane sugar. I'm not putting no brown sugar. I'm not putting no honey, no nothing on it. It was bad. It was. He struggled mightily, excuse me, in, in, in the second half where he posted like uh, on a stretch, he was hitting like 142. Just bad baseball. Not the usual Ty France that we're seeing. That's why his batting average dipped so hard in the second half. Um, it's a bummer. I really enjoy Tatai France. He's a great teammate for everybody on, on this team. But once he got hurt, it was really a uh, night and day difference. You know, Jerry and Scott did their best to try and uh, cover up for him, try to give him extra days off. They gave him an IL stint, all that stuff. But unfortunately, his body, uh, when he got hurt, though, the poor throw from Abraham Toro, uh, it just led him into the, the base path. If Abraham Toro sets his feet, squares up his shoulders towards for first base, I was the third baseman a little bit when I played in, in Little League. No, I'm not an expert. No, I don't know everything about this, but I know the basics of baseball. That's why when I talk about this, I do kind of know what, I, what I'm talking about. You square up your, your your shoulders. You direct your pointer finger towards the base that you're wanting to, to, to throw it to, and you follow through. It's not rocket science. Yeah, these, these balls are getting in hard, you know, over 100 miles an hour. I totally un understand that. But if Abraham Toro has his fundamentals at third base, this conversation never happens. Ty France does not get hurt. And for all we know, Ty France finishes the season hitting 300 and probably doesn't have the struggles in the postseason that he had. Jerry and Scott, though, will have some serious decisions coming up here in the upcoming offseason as what to do with Ty France. Obviously, he's going to be our starting first baseman in coming into the next season. Evan White, from what we heard, inside the press conference is continuing to struggle with his health um he's rehabbing again uh via jerry and uh and and scott and uh everybody else and justin it's just a bad look it's a poor look for this team having to deal with the struggles of ty france and his health or a ma a major and massive concern for the upcoming season as it's been two seasons in a row with injuries for ty france okay um Last thing I want to touch on with uh, 
with Ty France. Postseason was an absolute dud, to put it nicely. Posting a 230 average, no home runs, two RBIs. He didn't do much of anything when it comes to the two of the playoffs. Ty France, you need to be better. We need players like Ty France to step up and engage properly and do their job on a consistent to reach the ALCS and the proverbial World Series. Okay, I'm going to do a quick uh, ad break for you guys, and then we're going to do a couple Hawks updates, and then I'm going to hop out today. Um, I appreciate you guys' uh, uh, patience for, for, for today. It's been a bunch of news breaking, and I kind of have to go uh, as we go or kind of wing it today, which I don't normally do. Do you enjoy quality, clean energy? Do you crash hard after the midday coffee? Check out Dubby Energy. Dubby Energy is a keto-friendly energy option. No midday crashes or jitters. Dubby Energy provides a boost of tasty crash and jitter-free energy to help you conquer your beneficial colors and dyes, and it's even sugar-free. Use code WS again. Use 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 code capital WSS today. That is D U B B Y Energy dot com. Right, doing a quick uh quick update for, for you guys it looks like tj watt is returning to practice and he has been, the ir on the 21 day window has been officially opened by the by the pittsburgh steelers uh seahawks injury updates for you guys today gabe jackson is practicing this week with the expectation to play as he, he's been dealing with a lower extremity issue this week as well as last week both phil haynes and nick Ballore are practicing both uh, have been practicing today both have a chance to play sunday cornerback trey brown has been officially activated off his ir he has 21 days similar to what i was talked about with tj watt for getting back on the football field uh trey brown will make this defense that much better when it comes to the cornerback position obviously with Tariq Wollin um Kobe Bryant Mike Jackson they have a deep deep uh room in there right now sounds like they're still listening for offers on Sidney Jones but I haven't heard anything uh come to fruition yet unfortunately uh wide receiver DK Metcalf will not practice today but quote feels a little bit a little bit better not a significant better so I probably would say if he's not practicing we're gonna lean towards him not playing this week more opportunities for Marquise Goodwin uh Bo Melton Derek Young the tight ends will Will Disley, no, uh, Colby Parkinson, Noah Fant. LJ Collier uh, was activated off IR today. Travis Homer was designated to return also from his IR. Wide receiver Kevin Cassis, who we saw in the practice on the on the practice squad and during preseason, was signed to the two the practice squad today. Linebacker Alexander Johnson, also from the Denver Broncos, was signed to the practice squad for a little bit of depth. Um, sounds like Tanner Muse is a little bit banged up this week, a little sore, so he might be able to come in and help out on special teams. Bruce Irvin will see his playing time increase after his performance last week. Um, I really liked his overall production, Bruce Irvin, for his last week against the LA Chargers. Not a huge shocker here. Um, it's going to be a really gritty, tough game this week against the Giants. I'll have more in my uh, player previews for this upcoming game tomorrow for you guys. Hope you enjoyed the uh, podcast. Today's podcast is a little bit short. Order. Uh, free agency breakdowns for position will be up there tomorrow for everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a rating. Much appreciated. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Peace.